you live in Brooklyn. Yes. You're 30 years old. Yes. And you are training for the 2020 Olympics, the Paralympics in para powerlifting in Tokyo. Correct. Yep. So when do you know if you made the team? Well, I qualified for Kazakhstan. And once I go to world championships in Kazakhstan this summer, then from there, I would, depending on how I do, I could qualify for the Parapan Games in Peru. Um, all you have to do is make it to top seven in the world in your weight class to qualify. All, all you have to do? That's yeah, it? It's just not, all, just it's top seven much. in the world? Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> it. You know, got to be optimistic with it. So <laughs> that's it. And um, once you make top seven in the world, then you qualify to represent your country in the Paralympics. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Can you can you go through the events? Um, well, it's one press, which is the bench press. Unlike conventional powerlifting, where it's the squat, deadlift, and bench, mm -hmm. with Paralympic um, powerlifting, it's only the bench due okay. to you don't have ability to sure. use your lower okay. extremities. So. So what are your what are your numbers looking like? Right now, I'm getting close to like 305 pounds, weighing 120 pounds. That's unreal. So I'll be in the 54 kg class, which would be 119 pounds. So I got to go on a one pound water diet <laughs> lose that which is yeah. no problem so Have a cup of coffee that morning yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly so um yeah so in my weight class however like the top person he's from i believe like nigeria and he like rolling something and he lifts close to like 420 pounds that's unbelievable yeah actually the paralympic power lifters lift more than regular power lifters for the bench press and it's like an openpowerlifting.com, we rank at the top of it. Man. Yeah. So you're training right now for Kazakhstan? Correct, yeah. So when, when is that competition? That competition is July 7th. So right now I'm trying to work on finding a sponsorship because it's pretty expensive to travel to Kazakhstan. Unfortunately, with Paralympic sports, the national team do not get much funding. So a lot of the funding's on you. And if you got sponsors, they a lot of times cover the course. So that's what I'm working on now, finding sponsors to help me get out there. So who's the, who's the big sponsor? Who, who can we give a, a, a shout-out to right now? That's like, what, who, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've obviously, what, what about a GoFundMe page? Have you thought about that yet? Yeah, I started a GoFundMe page. Um, it's doing okay, not great. But, what's, the, what's the information on that? Can, um, you, can you give us right now just what, so we have it? Well, just go type in Garrison Red, and it comes right up. And okay. It's my whole story, and Perfect. I tell you what I'm doing and how did I get it, how I got involved. And well, you have a actually, you, you type in your name, and a lot of things come up. <laughs> Because you're doing a lot of stuff. You're you're um, you got the Garrison Red Project, exactly. which I'd like to talk about um, uh, shortly. Um, you have a lot of videos. I saw, I saw you throwing up some weight on YouTube. Yeah. You have a TED Talk. Yeah. Um, you, there's just a lot of things you, you got going on. So. Um, and it's funny yeah. that you say that because this has all started like two and a half years ago. Um, I had an epiphany at work. I used to work at the IRS, and I was in there one day and I was like, yo, this is a boring job. I'm way too cool for this. <laughs> so then things just started happening. It's crazy how the universe work. I just like, I ran into this gentleman in the gym one day, just working out. I used to work out so myself so I could fill out my shirts some yeah. more. So people used to be like, oh, you're such an inspiration and you know, you motivated me. And then this guy came to me like, yo, you could be a Paralympian one day. And I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know much. I'm like, get out of here. He's like, no, seriously, come Play, participate in my wheelchair football team and I'm like wheelchair football doesn't make any sense to me like what if I fall or something I break something well, who knows so how does that, what is wheelchair football um, wheelchair football is like regular football where um, there's a quarterback there's se it's 7 on 7 and 
basically they don't tackle you, but they crash into you yeah. and like hold you, and that's considered the tackle. Um, oh, I can see that getting super physical. It gets like, really yeah. physical, and that's why I said, you know what, I'll be the quarterback. I went to one practice. <laughs> but the funny thing is this gentleman from the Wheelchair Sports Federation, it's, um, pretty, it's a local organization where they help individuals get back into adaptive sports. He comes to me like, nah, you have the physique of somebody that could be you know, extraordinary. Like You could be in the Paralympics one day. So then he connected me with a shot and he, Connected me with a shot and field coach, um, shot put, field, um, javelin, discus coach, and field sports. And I went and started um, practicing. Actually, this was at the Armory, which is um, in Washington Heights um, up there. And the coach wasn't coming to practice. So, like, all these other high school coaches was helping me do shot put, javelin, and discus. However, I called the guy that was the director of the Wheelchair Sports Federation. I called him back, like, bro, like, what's going on here? You hooked me up with a coach. He's not really dedicated towards this. And, like, you told me I could be something special, and I don't know how that's going to happen. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to put you on this wheelchair track team, which was called the New Jersey Navigators, and they like the best track team in the tri-state. And I was competing in um, track meets and things of that nature. I still was doing field sports, but mostly focusing on track, though. And then my coach was like, yo, you're really strong. And he's like, I got a powerlifting meet coming up for Tri-States. I want to enter you in it. How much do you weigh? So I'm like, last time I weighed myself, I was weighing like 140. But it was like three years ago. <laughs> so he's like, so I go to the meet or whatever. And this is like a year and a half ago. And I weighed in at 120 pounds. And I was able to lift with no training 250 pounds. Just that's like a, that. That's a blue. <laughs> And from there, the Team USA um, para performance manager calls me and like, yo, you got to get a spot on Team USA for para powerlifting. And then that's when things took off from there. You know what's not to get technical yeah. by this right now, but I, I, you know, we know powerlifting. I understand powerlifting and a lot of what powerlifters do, and this is not to devalue yeah. it, but they use their lower leg body drive. wedge, leg drive. So you got to go into this high arch. They shorten the range of motion, and um, they're using their lower bodies. When I, I've seen you guys power lift, yeah. and it's unbelievable because there is no leg drive. There's no <laughs> leg drive. I mean, it's like it is like an isolated press, if that's exactly. what you want to call it. It's exactly. no joke. I mean, you are you are technically balancing with your core. You are pressing with your chest, shoulders, triceps, and lats. Uh, yeah, and lats. And, and, yeah. and it's and it's 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 so for for me, it's like. Way more impressive, dude. Not to yeah, nah, no, I understand. I, I believe you. Everybody but, tells me that. But when, you, when, but when you're telling me 305 at yeah. 120, yeah. like that's... It becomes like, freakish in a guys, way. Guys, guys <laughs> who weigh 200 pounds benching around 300 pounds, that's impressive. That's 100 pounds more than body weight. I mean, you're more than two... Yeah, more than two times, times. Yeah. body weight. And my goal is to get to three times my body weight to really be like that guy. <laughs> how many events a year? I mean, how many events a year are you jumping Um, into? Typically, we do approximately two national events and one international event. But this year, since it's basically a qualifying year, it's going to be a few more international events. So that's why I did already two national events. I already did, which I placed first in both weight classes, which is 59 kg. That was in February. I did my first national event. And this past um, March, I did another event where I placed first in 54 kgs, and 
now there's two international events I'm hoping to attend so I could show the rest of the world how great I am. So, yeah. so we're going to have to help them out. We're yeah, them out absolutely. And, so I, and I guess it's, uh, you, you, do, you do as many as you, you can afford, right? So exactly, I mean, that's what it exactly. is. Like, so the more support you and, get, the more you can do. Exactly. And um, for the national events, since they was not as expensive as international competitions, um, the gentleman from the Wheelchair Sports Federation, he helped me, like went half with me on everything, which was great. And, you know, it helped me on the pockets a lot. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of raising money, a lot of fundraising that I have to go through. <laughs> what's, what's if you don't mind me asking, what is, what's the number that you need to travel? Um, approximately, to get to Kazakhstan, is about $6,000. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, I was thinking, if okay. that's, I think that's completely fair. Yeah. yeah. You should be able to do that. Yeah, I think yeah, that's definitely. doable. I yeah. think so. Yeah, open up your pockets, you cheapskates. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm going to throw in. I'll, I'll go into the GoFundMe yeah. and I'll throw in. And I'm we'll, throwing uh, too. We'll, uh, we'll jump on our social media platforms. Yeah, that's we'll sure yeah. That's contributing. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Put, put you, but three times body weight, man. Yeah, yeah. no, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. And for the funny sure. thing is, I'm the first person to qualify for Team USA Para Powerlifting Team for from New York. Okay. That's never been done that's before. Awesome. No, it's awesome. The way yeah. I think of it is if uh, if people don't contribute, um, yeah, they're, they're not patriots. Uh, yeah. They actually don't like Team USA. They don't <laughs> yeah, like America. Exactly. So that's how many, the way I think how many, of it. How many, how many viewers are there on Muscle and Fitness? And even on my channel, I mean, if everyone put in a dollar, you'd be there. Yeah. Right? It's that's like, what I'm saying. Like, dude, it's like 25 cents. You'd still be there. We got so yeah, many people. Yeah, that's so what guys, I'm saying. come on. Let's go. Let's help our boy out. Yeah, toss some loot. Can you back up even more? Before two and a half years, I mean, you worked okay. for the IRS. Let's go back. All let right, me, like, like start from. Let the me beginning. tell you the like the story yeah. now. Let me get into it, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. all right. So, when I was 17 years old, I was football player, straight A student. I was outside just across the street from my house on an ordinary summer night, and some guy just came up and just started shooting at but, me and the people I was I'm going to stop there, though, yeah. because so you, what was your neighborhood, what, was, it, was it a rough neighborhood? Yeah, it's a rough neighborhood, Brownsville section of Brooklyn. Um, it's like a lot of crime, but my parents is wonderful parents. They both worked all their life. They instilled in me hard work, work ethic, made sure I went to school, made sure I had like the best of everything. I was in a ton of athletics. I played basketball, baseball, football. Football is where I excelled. I was actually six in the city rushing up until the time I got shot. And, um, yeah, it just was the neighborhood. Like, there's, you know, everybody come from different environments where people just don't think or they don't have any regards for life. So you weren't, you were just just kind of doing everyday things? Yeah. Was, every, it, was, it, was it directed at you or was no, it just? No, it's just, I guess somebody was doing something to gain respect and like amongst their friends or something like just go outside and shoot somebody and wow that's and i was the one unfortunately that got shot wow jeez and i know that it um it hits you uh what near the t12 yeah t12 section yeah. of my spine that's yeah. the thoracic section of yep. your spine so it was like your lower back and it actually traveled across me and lot was lodged in my underarm so like i could walk short distances but because the nerves was actually burnt um, due to the heat of the bullet when it went into my body. What um, what was the what, what were you shot with? What was the? I think it was a thirty-eight caliber because there was no shell casing from Got what it. the police officers said. Did they ever find the guy? Um, they found the guys, but like the people wouldn't testify due to fear and things of that nature. So he never was like convicted. And then my mother was the type. She's the type of person like, it happened. We gotta move on. Like we can't keep dwelling on the past. She's like, whatever happens, yeah, whatever happens yesterday is yesterday, and it's time to move on. And basically, that's what pretty much gave me my determination and gave me that that insight on like, yo, in life anything can happen to you. So you gotta live every late day to your fullest and make the best of it. Man, see, 
I still have trouble like having that type of um, mentality sometimes. Like I lose track of that, and I'm not even being I'm not even joking. I really yeah. do like forget <clears throat> that, and I yeah I just I wish I could to remember that sometimes like the, to, to be that positive and that upbeat and just yeah I I, a lot of people are victim to it though yeah you know? it's like Ugh. um so then after that so then after that um so of course like my foot my dream in life was just to be a professional football player and you know make tons of money buy my mother a house you know take care of my family however when that incident happened um i was in a hospital i never really fell into like a depression because like my parents my cousin like wouldn't let me fall into like any type of depression or anything it's like you gotta look at the bright side you're still here there's tons of things you could do so with that thinking and then someone told me like came up to me and i didn't really know the person that well but he's like a friend of the family and he said you already faced death once you don't have to worry about that ever again and with that i was like oh that's a good way to look at it. And then the doctor said to me, um, I know you can't play football anymore, but you could always be the coach. Because at the end of the day, on a football team, there's 52 players, but everybody points the finger at the head coach. When the team loses, when the team wins, it's the head coach that gets either the praise or they get, they get the backlash for whatever happens. So when I thought in that aspect, I was like, you know what, I could be a head coach. And that can't kind of gave me the leadership mindset. So from there, I got out the hospital. I went to rehabilitation. I was in the rehab center for like um, over a year as an inpatient. So that way I could be totally independent. Um, I got my driver's license and things of that nature. I graduated high school. And then after, high, after all of that and I got released um, from the rehab center, it was like, what to do now? So I actually, I went off to college. I went to school. I actually went to a community college first, which was Kingsborough Community College in Brooklyn. And... I adapted like people just started like coming up to me like as I was the cool guy and it felt like high school again I'm the cool guy even though I have you know I'm in a different circumstance than I was in high school high school I was walking running around now I'm in a wheelchair but um everybody loved me in college like girls loved me everything so I just was like you know it's not so bad and then I started my friends like yo you gotta come party with us you gotta come hang out with us so like I guess that transition helped me adapt to, you know, my new circumstance. And from there, I went on. I graduated my associate. So then I went on to get my four-year degree from York College. And I got my bachelor's degree and then in finance. And then I started day trading, not too far from here, actually, WTS proprietary trading. And then my parents was like, you know, you could lose a lot of money day trading. You might want to find, like, a stable job, like an actual job. So I'm like... And my parents is old school, so they're not like a millennial like us, and they don't think outside the box. I'm like, nah, I can make millions of dollars. I'm glad you thought Don was a millennial. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, man. <laughs> so then you're all excited. I'm like, I know I like this guy. So then I started working at the um. So the IRS called. It was like, um, we have a you know position for you as a tax analyst. So I went off to work for the IRS. So I was doing that for like five years. Then one day I just had a epiphany at work, like this is not for me. Like, there's so much people out there in the world that's, like, been contacting me, just been hitting me up. Like, how could they do this? How could they do that? But I ain't have any idea on, like, what I could give back to society. Like, I didn't know, like, what should I do next? Like, should I start an organization? In which I did. But I needed, like, a little bit of guidance. So I started meeting people along the way. So I 
met this lady modeling. I was just did a fashion show. I had some friends who started a brand called Milf Dad, and it was like a nice. super cool brand. What was it called? <laughs> Milf Dad. Milf Dad. Yeah. And they like, nah, you could change the world. We'll design you a wheelchair, an outfit. You're going to go viral. Everybody's going to love you. I see it. So I'm like, oh, I like your foresight right yeah. there. All right. <laughs> so they, I did a photo shoot, got like tons of likes on Instagram and like other individuals in wheelchairs and like with disabilities, like amputees, all types of disabilities started contacting me like, yo, you're super cool. Like, how could you, how you do this? How you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just yeah. my personality, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> And I realized that there was, like, there's individuals out there, not even with disabilities, just in general, like, with depression and different issues like anxiety and stuff like that, that just need someone that could tell them, like, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like, whatever you're going through right now is just right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would just love to know, like, I'd love to see, like, your blue steel, like, your your model look. Like, I, I don't think, uh, I don't know if, if Don has one, because I, I know don't. Don's definitely, I'm you know, been cool. a, Don's been a model before, I'm but cool. I don't think I've got one, like, <laughs> maybe. You like, got, a, got different ones, like... Oh, see, like, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, now yeah, I do the double bicep yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, see, yeah, <laughs> you always go to that. That's yeah. like, that's like you go to. Yeah, that's natural when you do right it. There. Like when I do it, I just feel like awkward. Show us the double bicep, man. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's uh, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, so so you went through this transition. IRS woke up one day. You were like, "This sucks. This isn't me. This yeah. is my life." But you were also getting motivated by I me. Mean, a lot of people were reaching out to you. And you're, yeah. you're big on social, right? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm growing. I'm growing. I grew like eight thousand followers in the last year. So I'm like, your, I'm what, almost at nine thousand. What's your What's your handle? My handle is Garrison Red. It's my name. Garrison, at Garrison Red. All right, so left the IRS, and then at, at that point now, you're. I mean, I'm not working. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I saved up uh, enough money where I could leave for like six months and be like, okay, okay. yeah. So it's a nice luxury to have, though. I mean, you'd be surprised most Americans aren't. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, nah. yeah. And it was hard work. Like I, each year, like I had a goal, you know, just to save this amount of money. I guess it's the finance person in me. Sure. Yeah. So I just kept saving up money, and um, I had enough. So I'm like, it's time for me to do something. So I took the money and. I met well first I met this lady at this fashion show or whatever and she started telling me how um I should do a TED talk, I should start an organization, throwing all of these cool things at me and I'm like But how do you okay how do you question? When you, how, when you okay, you say, uh you should do a TED talk, you just like yeah, I'm going to do that. So nah, uh, I'm, I'm like, just going to go ahead and do a TED talk. Uh like how do you start? Where do you all start? All right, with so that? first I'm like what is a TED talk? Have you done a TED? I did a TED talk. Okay, I yeah. see, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that part. Yeah, I did okay. a TED Talk, but how I got it is just how the universe works. So she's telling me this, and I'm like, I, like I told you, I hated my job. And I'm like, I don't know what a TED Talk is. Yeah. Then my cousin starts telling me, like, yo, this is what a TED Talk is. All of these amazing people do TED Talks. Um, it's very insightful. You can learn a lot. It's informative. And everybody's, like, different. Everybody has a different story. It's not, like, an uptight type of thing. You could, you know, be cool. And people just want to hear because people can relate. And were you like, I'm going to do one on taxes? Uh, nah. That's like, nah, nah. <laughs> I said, no. What I'm going to do is a TED Talk on how life throws you lemons yeah. and you can make lemonade. Yeah. I just, it came to me, like, naturally. Mm -hmm. Like, lemons is sour, you know, the incident that happened to me was the sour. That was the lemon. And I'm going to show people how you make lemonade out of that lemon right there. Um, so I actually, there was one in Long Island in Deer Park, a TEDx being held out there. So I'm like, I, I just applied and they selected me. Like, 
it was crazy. And then people's like, how you get selected? I'm like, I don't know. I guess whatever I wrote on the application, they loved it. And I basically told my story and someone gravitated to it and selected me. And from then I'm like, now I got to talk in front of thousands of people, hundreds of people. Um, let me watch videos on people who speak for in front of different crowds and let me just pick up techniques as quick as possible. So I do that. Like I'm on YouTube day and night, like, oh, this person does this, this person you gotta make eye contact, you know, you gotta be confident while you up there. All of these cool things I'm just picking up on. And I'm like, all right, I got like a month to prepare. It's on. Like, let me just get everything together. So I started writing. I even went to like um they set you up with like a speech coach. And when I went to the speech coach, she's like, just say, just say it naturally. Like, you don't have to try to go like word for word from what you've written down. Just right. be natural with it and organic. And when I did it, I didn't have no fear. Like, I just went up there confident. Like, it was like anything else in life. <laughs> How was your response? Was it awesome? Was yeah, like people like, like was clapping, avoiding. Probably like 500, I believe. Somewhere in that range, 500. Nice. So that was your first time giving Talking, a speech like that? Yeah, wow. public speaking. was a lot. But yeah. I just, honestly, I'd never, I thought that, that you'd given speeches like that nah, before. Like, I that, watched it and I thought that that was <laughs> something you just did, nah, like, consistently. I, that was the first thing I ever did, like, on a major scale of talking. Like, I talked to a classroom, like, once before, but it was nothing of substance, you know? Right. Did you get nervous or were you pretty cool? At first, I was nervous. Then I'm like, I got to do this, so let me just... Yeah, let's just go. Yeah. In the first 10 would, seconds, you're like, okay, I'm good now. Yeah, right? and I went on for 15 minutes. <laughs> That's yeah. the crazy thing. So I was like... That's fantastic. And I've always been a talker, and when you're just telling something that you're passionate about, it's easy. Right. It's second nature. And I just started going in on how, you know, you need sugar, water, and ice to make lemonade, and this sour fruit becomes something very sweet and pleasant and refreshing. And that's what life is about. It's taking your adversity, taking that, you know, leap of faith um, when there's a roadblock, hurtling over it, and just keep on going, keep on pushing. And from there, people started, like, reaching out to me some more, like, you amazed me, you really motivated me, you changed my outlook on life, I was dealing with depression. People started reaching out to me that was contemplating suicide, and now I'm like, oh, I'm having this impact on the world, and... Now I need to take this a little further. And so I started doing workout videos on Instagram on a routinely basis. Were you always a workout guy, though? I mean, I, when I was 17, 16 years old, I was I able... I know you're an athlete. Yeah. Did you, did you like the... I mean, you All right, so like you did my, father, my father, at a young, he didn't want me playing video games. So I had this crazy basement. It used to be wet all the time, like when it rains. <laughs> and not in a <laughs> low ceiling. It was horrible. So he buys me a weight bench, and he's like, here's your weight bench. <laughs> do what you got to do, like, because I'm an only child also. So he's like, yeah, they're going to beat you up in school, so you got to get stronger. My mother's like, you going to sit him down in that basement every day? It's cold. It's wet. <laughs> and he got me some push-up bars, the weight bench, and, a, like, a straight bar for deadlifts. And I just started working out on an everyday basis. And then I was 16, and, like, all alignment. It was a weight. It was a weight class, like for football, and I never went to the weight class because I'm like, I don't need to be here. I thought I was like too cool or whatever. Yeah. I'm the superstar. <laughs> so the football coach is like, um, Garrison, can you lift? I'm gonna see how much you can lift. I'm like, yo, I could outlift every lineman on the team right now <laughs> on varsity, and I, because I was on varsity from my sophomore year, and I go in and I lift 315 pounds with my clothes on and just leave. And he's like, how the hell are you that strong? And I'm like. 
it's genetics. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, and mind you, I didn't really never take supplements. Like, I would take whey protein for like a week, and then I'm like, this stuff is disgusting. I don't want it no more. Right. And I used to, I didn't have much money, so I had to buy the cheapest whey protein in GNC. <laughs> so everybody's like, so what do you do? Like, I'm like, I just eat and mm. work out. Mm -hmm. And like, I had a friend of mine's, and he's huge now, but um, he's like a security guard, bouncer, all of that. And me and him used to, like, lift every... We used to lift until the weight fell on our chest and we had to, like, shimmy it off and throw it on the floor. No clips, so you don't yeah, hear Yeah, <laughs> all of that. And it was, like, that really, like, built my strength. So I stopped lifting after I got injured, like, heavy especially, for, like, years. And then one day I was like, you know what? Let me give this a shot. Let me start working out again. Just because I started seeing that, like... There's a lot of diseases that, you know, that come mm -hmm. along with not working out, like um, cardiovascular stuff, such as high blood pressure, cholesterol, things of that nature. So I'm like, maybe if I get in tune with my body from now, and this was probably like at 26, um, I'll, you know, be healthy later on. Do you remember on. that first session? Do you remember that first session back? I do. I do. And when I got back, it was like 20 minutes. I got uh, First, I got a Planet Fitness membership, and I'm like... I was in there for like 20 minutes, sore, tired, everything. And then after a week, <laughs> I got up to like 40 minutes. I'm like, I can't do Planet Fitness no more. I'm I was about to say, did they kick you out for yeah, 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 yeah. No judgments, man. It was one of, those, one of those things. Like, they didn't have dumbbell. They only had a Smith machine. They didn't even have an actual bench. They oh, only wow. had a Smith. And I'm like, this is not how I'm accustomed to lifting. I got to, yeah. where's the weight? So... <laughs> Then I went to, um, I joined, they opened up an L.A. nearby my house, and I, like, joined there, and it was right across the street. And then I started meeting, like, all of these, that's how I kind of ran into Larry Wills a few times. Mm -hmm. All of these big-time powerlifters and bodybuilders that's <clears throat> local in the Brooklyn area, because, like you said, a lot of people go out to Bev's. Mm -hmm. That's how I learned about Bev's, because people try to, like, get You ever been to Bev's yet? I haven't been there we yet. We gotta get you out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Get a workout. I got a few friends, this guy named um, Mikey, he's an IFBB guy, and he, he goes to Bev's and train all the time. We should figure it out. Let's man. set it all up. Let's yeah. set up. We should all go we out should, together. Yeah, we should all go I'm out definitely there. Sure. We'll do a little video series. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's kicking do that. Our, our ass yeah, no, nah, I'm definitely for down. Sure, man. So yeah, I know where the, the weights are heavy there. I don't know if you're yeah. at all. Nah, I could pretty, <laughs> I could pretty, I could live. The plates are legitimately yeah. they're, they're the 45 pounds are really 49 pounds. Mm. Oh, for real? No one what are they that. rogue? No, they're uh, intact. They're these intact? old iron intact okay. plates, and everyone, it screws everyone up because when you throw 225 on, it's really you know four yeah. times. It's, it's really an initial 16 pounds. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Like if it's past this, I'm I'm done. I'm kind of my fingers. We're gonna have fun. Oh no, I'm with it, man. I'm yeah, definitely with uh, lifting out there. I always been wanted. I just haven't made it out there yet, but I've been planning on going. And where's out the there. spot that you work out at? Um, Gaglion Strength. Where's that located? That's in Huntington, um, exit thirty two and on the Southern State. Oh, all right. It's across from this UFC gym. It's not too far from there. So it's South Shore. 32 Allen Boulevard on the so South, South Shore. Shore. Yep, South Shore. on the South Shore. I'm nodding. I have no idea the landscape of Long Island at all. I'm, yeah, from, like, I'm from Long Island. Okay, so yeah, 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 and when I worked at the IRS, I worked out in Patchogue, so I, I knew Ooh, 40 miles each way. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine me getting there, and I had to be there for 6 in the morning, so I had to leave my house like at 4.30, 5 o'clock, yeah, and... Then that's when I got to the computer desk. Like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Everybody's walking yeah. around like zombies and stuff. I'm like, nah. Smiling like, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I had to get out of there. <laughs> How many years has that been now? When'd you, when'd um, you... I, I only left about a year and a half ago. So it wasn't that long ago. Because I had to start. I pretty much, once the Team USA Performance Manager reached out to me, her name is Coach Mary Hodge, um, 
I was like, no, I'm going all in with this because I'm taking this to the highest level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I thought about football and I was like, if I would have made it to the NFL, I will only like be an impact on people nationally. I'm like, I got a chance to be an impact on people around the world. And like, you miss every shot you don't take. So I'm like, I'm all in now. Like, I, I go to the strength coach three times a week. He te I had to learn <clears> technique. I had to learn a lot of things that I did not know existed in bench pressing. Like, how to build certain muscles, like your lat muscles. I used to think that your shoulders did the pressing, and I found out I was completely wrong. It's a lot of your back. Bigger back, bigger bench. So that was one of the things I had to learn, and I had to take, I took it serious. And from there, it's crazy because um, I also did like a few bodybuilding, comp amateur bodybuilding competitions along the way. Cause like people seen how strong I was getting and how I started filling out. And there's like a lot of wheelchair comp bodybuilding competitions I never knew of. And I'm like, people started reaching out. Like I won this New Zealand internet, like world championship thing. Like <laughs> through some guy like reached out to me on Facebook and he had like the New Zealand bodybuilding federation. And he's like, all I had to do was send them pics of me posing and stuff like that. And I won. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. I mean, stuff like that. Uh, what about, I never even heard. I, I, I didn't even know that that was what's that 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 would that, that you could do that like in a competition for like bodybuilding that yeah. they had that I don't know yeah they got tons of like wheelchair bodybuilding competitions even oh, at, I knew like, that the they had wheelchair, I knew yeah. they had wheelchair bodybuilding competitions but, but I didn't know that some of them were just like hey man send me a picture yeah that, that was a broad he yeah. like send me thirteen shots doing different poses he sent me the Sounds list of poses school, yeah <laughs> yeah and I sent it to him and I won so it was like nice. that was cool so you are a power lifter at heart yeah. right I mean yeah but, I'm a power lifter power lifter at heart and I could tell because it's strength 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 which, yeah. I, which I love but. You know, you you look you look like a bodybuilder. Nah, right? a lot of people say that because I'm I'm like I'm only 120 pounds, so which I still can't believe. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks, he yeah looks I'm young. only 120 pounds. What's the diet like? Though? Talk to us. I try to eat less than 1,900 calories per day. Um, I limit my carbs to post and pre and post workout. Mm -hmm. um, if I do eat carbs, you know, like post workout, I either have a yam or white rice. Um, I do, I pay a lot of attention to my calorie intake. So I try to eat lean meats, um, a lot of beef, because red meat is what builds strength. <laughs> and um, I try to eat a lot of protein-based foods. Why 1,900? Why is that your number? Um, I have this app, like MyPal or something like that. MyFitnessPal. Fitness there you go. And I put my calories in there. So a lot of times when I'm, like, in training, I will go up to, like, 100 and... 28 to 130 pounds so to stay at 120 if i eat 1900 or less calories i could pretty much stay at that weight right yeah so that's the that's like your resting weight that that's like what yeah. you burn a day with everything and exactly you're, so you're, you're really in a maintenance cal uh, caloric yeah. intake where you're trying to maintain maintain yeah i'm not really stronger. on a deficit yeah exactly that was the hardest part um at first because i my first competition i entered this year was at 130 and my coach was like, you know what? Because I got down during that competition phase, I got down to like 125, like right before the meet. And he's like, I think you could get down to 119 if you really like pay attention to your diet and what you're intaking. So that's why I started doing the My Fitness Pal, putting my foods in there, and paying close attention to what I'm eating per day. And that's how I got down to 120 pounds so quickly um, within like a three month span. Um, it's kind of hard when you're a small guy to lose that weight. Um, if you're a big guy and got a lot of, you know, extra fat, it's not a problem for you. But 
and you got to try to preserve your muscle. So that was the key. And I got down to 120. I still was able to, to perform at my level that I performed at at 130. So which was pretty good. So be so cool. It'd be so cool if the magazine ever did like a track on him. Yeah. Like a like mm -hmm. a like a like a road to the you know like a road to the yeah. Olympia type oh, thing. I'm gonna keep tabs. I'm gonna keep Definitely. tabs on what's going on. That'd be so cool, man. I'd so I wanna. To so ultimately, you wanna win the gold. Um, exactly. I, I in your TED talk, you said you wanna run for mayor and become the mayor of New York of City. New York City, yep. But ultimately, so is that the goal? Like, is that what you want to do? Like, that's my long-term goal. Okay. That's that's like after I'm done, you know, motivating, maybe a Nobel Peace Prize in the future. Because my thing is I want to provide more awareness to individuals with disabilities because there's a lot of, like, um, discrimination and things and prejudice and things of that nature against individuals that are disabled, as for, especially in the workforce. Like, disabled individuals are... It's the highest unemployment rate at 70% of individuals that are disabled are unemployed. And they don't know about the amazing things that individuals with disabilities can possess. Like, they don't know I'm one of the strongest people in the world, but they just look at me sometimes that I'm in a wheelchair. And I'm like, I could do anything you could do, probably better. But, and that's the thing. And so I want to just, you know, motivate, inspire, and make this world just more inclusive overall. And I've been getting a lot of great feedback, like a lot of people reach out to me on a regular basis just telling me they love what I'm doing because a lot of, in a lot of cases, everybody knows someone that has some sort of disability, like it could be a vision impairment, it could be a seeing, I mean, a hearing impairment, no matter what, it all falls under the same boat and I feel everybody should be treated the same way. Many people have disabilities. That, that, that's not that's considered, not yeah. that's not even like, like mental. I mean, you think about, and I, I don't mean like uh, yeah. medically, um, medically registered, like they have, they, yeah. they are they have a dis no like bad depression, attitude. bad yeah. attitude. Just and I don't mean anything that's like chemically imbalanced. I exactly. mean like just just people who are just in a bad headspace. And yeah. if, if you're waking up every day, which unfortunately like, I've seen a lot of people in my profession who just you know have a tough time just kind of getting it, and they're just always their heads down. They're always this bad energy. I find that a disability. I mean, that's yeah, me too. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with that's you. That's terrible. So. Yeah, so that's why I try to. Um, that's part of the reason why I started my like organization because I wanted to give a space where individuals could reach out to me, and you know they could have the opportunity to talk with me, or maybe I could connect them with others to let them know like, yo, you're not alone. There's other people that's faced with the same circumstances that you're faced with. And it's a lot of times it's up to you to make the best of it, but you got to wake up with a positive attitude from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like if you wake up every day looking at the glass saying it's half empty, you're not going to get very far. So I just wake up every day like the glass is half full and I'm going to take over the world no matter, you know, what I'm faced with. I have adversities every day. I have things stress that stress me every day. And I just say, you know, let me channel that energy and give off positivity out of it. So. Do you consider this a disability anymore? Nah, not anymore. That, and that's yeah. what I'm saying right now. Like I'm listening to you. You're one of the most positive individuals I've been around. Yeah. Your outlook is in, is incredible. And Far you're more positive and, than yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, turning up, you know, making lemonade out of lemons. It's not. Yeah. It's like an understatement almost. Like you've 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 in a way you've changed your physiology. You've changed the way that you're thinking to forcing you into becoming a successful person. Exactly. So. And I don't, yeah, I definitely don't look at this as a disability. Like I jet ski. If you look on my Instagram or YouTube, I do adaptive climbing where it's all upper body when you climb walls and things of that nature. 
And it's all in an effort to show other people their capabilities. I don't know like what anybody wants to do or what they want to attain out of life, but I want to show you that you can do it no matter what. You just can't let anything stop you. Like, So with all of that, I just said, you know what, let me put it all together and just be the best version of myself. And people loved it <laughs> for the most part. So. How many people, I mean, because of social media, you've got over 9,000 followers. Yeah, 5,000 on, like, Facebook. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So you're, you're probably pushing 20,000 total between all your all, yeah. all your media platforms. But I, I could imagine you get reached out to daily oh, yes. about people struggling or battling with depression or they're in a bad headspace. Yeah. I know this sounds like a really generic question, yeah. but you've got to, like, what's your what's your quick response? What's your, like, how do you start talking to these well, people? And, I, mean, I, I know you respond to a lot of them. Yeah, I yeah, I try, to, I try to connect with as many as possible because, you know, your words are powerful. So whatever you say to someone, you don't know, like, how that could change their day or change the mindset that they were in. So, mm -hmm. like, I had an individual recently reached out to me and this this is like maybe on a weekly basis somebody may reach out to me like yo i really thought about suicide and then I, somebody showed me something you was in or i looked came across your page and my whole outlook on life changed and i just tell them like i just woke up one day and said let me be the best version of me like let me if you positive your out if you have a positive outlook you could go further in life and those are like usually my quick responses. Just be positive. Just think optimistically because where you at today is not going to where you're going to be tomorrow. Like tomorrow, something could totally change. Like for me, I didn't know about powerlifting two years ago. And then now I'm powerlifting at the highest level you could possibly powerlift at. So yeah. it's, it's all about mindset and just, you know, hurdle, jumping over those hurdles and just keep going. Yeah. I mean, do you ever have to like, refer somebody to somebody else like to seek help because I, I would feel if it's if it gets a little too deep or that somebody seems a little too yeah lost that you don't want to you don't want to wade into it too much because nah, you know you know what i mean i like, know what you mean like and i also tell them like you know you might want to seek counseling right there's nothing wrong with seeking counseling no. because you know sometimes you got to let those things out and Absolutely. you need someone to talk to so or i I know like tons of organizations and I'll refer them to the organization because New York City fortunately has a lot of services where they help with people with depression and low self-esteem and you just go like on just Google New York City services if the person is locally if the person is um, a distance I'd tell them you know see what resources are in your area because there's all types of groups where you could go and you know connect with other individuals that suffer from whatever your issue may be and Talking it out is the best way of letting it out. And sometimes hearing yourself say it, it makes you put you in a better mindset. Like, what was I, what I'm thinking? Why am I even thinking that way? Yeah. Do you have a mentor? Do you have, nah. do you have someone like, like when, when, when everything happened? Himself. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, I didn't know. Only my that. cousin is the only person yeah. that really is like, well, he'll push me. Like, he'll be like, I'll think of something. Like, should I do this next? And he'd be like, why not? Go ahead. Yeah. What's the worst that's gonna happen? Right. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> like the Nikes commercial, just do it. So, yeah. for the most part, I'm never... wearing Under Armour, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this... <laughs> this is so what the team it. gave me. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely what the team gave me. So, um, nah, I never really had a mentor. Like, I kind of paved a lot of the road for myself. Like, but I met amazing people along the way that helped not not guide me, but steer me. Like. 
I think I can help you with this. Like with the organization, I'll meet some. I met this gentleman, and he's like, I can help you develop it some more. Like I could. I'm a, he's a business developer. He's like, for free and things like that. Cause he just gravitated towards me. Um, we was in the steam room at um. What gym was this? Sometimes I go on gym tours when I'm like retro. bored. Yeah, it was at Retro Fitness, a gym. So we went to gym tour at I Retro call, Fitness. I call them field trips, man. Yeah, yeah. field trips. Yeah. It's like yeah. on a vacation, right? You yeah. go to every gym, you're like, this is cool. I'm like, oh, look at Whether this Whether you like machine. it or not, you're always happy. You're so like, he watched me um, pull myself up. Like, there's this high rope, so I just pulled myself up the high rope. He's like, yo, that's amazing. So we just chit-chatted in the steam room. He's like, yo, I'm a business developer. Let me check out your organization, see how I can revamp it. That's I'm awesome. Like, Go for it, man, because yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing anyways at the time. <laughs> I just know I'm connecting with people, helping people. And he's like, nah, you got to take it to the next level. Like, you got to, there's businesses out there that, like, want to connect with you. And they need to be, like, a part of events. Like, we started hosting, like, adaptive sports events and things of that nature so that people could get out and, you know, learn about some of their capabilities and what they can do. So we got adaptive yoga, adaptive climbing. Um, we got this, like, we are part of this basketball organization. I don't play wheelchair basketball, but, you know, we connect individuals. Yeah, you're a football to, guy. Yeah, yeah, but I don't like falling. That That's a, that's another rough sport, too, yeah. wheelchair basketball. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm not the type of guy to fall. So that's why when they said powerlifting, I'm like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> what's your, I, I got to ask this because this is yeah. for the magazine, but what's your what's your training like? My training routine, oh, it's cool. Yeah, so, break it down a little bit. All mm-hmm. right, so three days out the week, I go to Gaglion Strength. John Gaglion's my strength coach. Um, so people probably know him. But um, I go there three days out the week, so I work on my presses. So I have a heavy day, I have a speed day, and I have a light day. Um, sometimes on a heavy day, I'll do a lot of chain work. Um, I do, like, heavy pause presses. I do spoto presses. Um Floor dumbbell presses, a lot of seal rolls. I seal roll all day. <laughs> seal rolls. Um, on a light day, I may do like bat holds where you hold for like 30 seconds. You pull a rope or TRX holds. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a few curls. And even though curls is mostly for the girls, but <laughs> you got to have strong forearms. And like what's your uh, like what's your set and rep scheme like on those Okay, so on a heavy day, I probably... I do a lot of volume because um, he stole, like, not stole, but, like, he takes the conjugate method. Yeah, it's all West from, Side stuff. West Side? Yeah, 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 I was about to yeah, go. Yeah, Louis so Simmons yeah, and yeah, all so of that. Did you see that new documentary out yet? Which West Side versus the World. My coach yeah, is actually I the spotter in it. Um, I, I, yeah. I might watch it, like, tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, no, so you're doing, a, you're doing a heavy day of, like, five threes and singles. Exactly. You're doing your dynamic singles, day, your speed day, and you're doing your repetition day. Exactly. The first thing I was thinking when you broke down three days, I'm like, I hope he's doing this in the back of my head. Seriously. Yeah, and then I'll good. change bars. So, like, I'll do the duffalo bar to help out with my sticking point at the bottom. Sometimes I do the T-bar to for the um, lockout. So are you rarely, like, traditional bench pressing? Are you doing, like, chains, boards, spodies? Only time pre- I'm not bench pressing when I'm off program. So if I complete my peaking phase early, then I'll just do some simple bench pressing. That's what's cool about Westside. Well, I see yeah. Westside. What's, what's cool about the conjugate method, it's like you're using all these principles to yeah. get these lifts strong. Yeah. That you're never really training, but you kind of are. You know? yeah. And mind you how quickly I learned all of this. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's a lot. Like, I had to digest. Yeah. I had to pretty much become a student at a game. I found out about Louis Simmons, yeah. um, Ed Cohen, him. Oh, Ed Cohen, yeah, yeah, all of these, all of these people, like everybody, like how the hell you know all of this? So I'm like, nah, I had to really get embedded in it, like. And Eric spoke like when I used to do the Spoto press for like the first few weeks. I'm like Spoto press, the pause at the bottom, bottom holding. Yeah. 
Then I go on YouTube. I'm like, Eric Spoto, the world's um, most bench press or whatever. Okay, now I'm like, oh, this is, this is what, it was, what it was about. So, yeah, I learned that. Um, I do like three count, pause, um, three count double pauses where I pause at the bottom, pause midway through, and then press. Um, <laughs> Have you have you been taking a trip out to West Side? Have you? Nah, that's on the to do should, list though. That's saying. definitely on the to do list to I, go to West Side. I, I, you know what? You should you should. Uh, I mean, I know you got to be invited there, but I'm sure you got to be invited. But I'm sure I, I listened to Louis speak in Philly. I want to say it was like a decade ago, yeah. and I remember sitting there, and it was really when I started diving into powerlifting a little bit. I sat there and for like three hours, I was just listening to this guy, and he was just like blown away by it. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, it's on my bucket list. That's gotta, on my bucket yeah, list. We yeah, gotta yeah, head out there. Yeah, done, done. I was gonna do that. Um, like maybe one of the easiest during the Arnold. Just hit there since it's all in Ohio. Do both. Train. Have you been, have you been to the Arnold? Nah, I haven't uh, been to the. Because you see, I'm new in powerlifting, yeah. so people started telling me about the Arnold. I'm like, the Arnold. What's this about? So I started researching it, and I'm like, nah, I gotta do the Arnold next year. Next <laughs> Stuff year. like that, <laughs> and um. What else? Boris Shako, this this Russian big time guru of powerlifting, and they all use percentages and everything. So, I like had to get up to speed real quick. But yeah, I learned so Have many. Have you done a lot things. of percentage training? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I train in a percentage. Yeah, I rarely right. go max effort. Rarely, yeah. like maybe at the end of my um, program, I may do one max. Yeah, maybe just test. Or yeah, of singles, and yeah. I don't even go fully up, but. Slingshot, um, Mark yeah. Bell slingshot. Yeah. I have to train with that like a few days out the week. Do you, do you have a bunch of those? Because I can, I can. Re- Mark was in my club. Like, no, nah, I don't even ago. have one. Oh, I, gonna, I, 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 can, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Mark send you a few. Okay, cool. Mark, dude, Mark, I just gave you a shout out. You're sending my man some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slingshot. Mark, even though you're at such a high level, it's it's you're still like technically I'm a beginner, a and to see how <laughs> excited somebody is to learn about everything and to see how like somebody dives into this. It's just so cool because, you know, that's the way I was when it kind of clicked for me. Like, I I kind of was bumbling around for a little bit when I first started to train. I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody was there to show me. <laughs> and when I first, um, when somebody was finally like, dude, you're an idiot. Don't do that anymore. Like... I was like, oh, and then they were like, here, read this, or here, do it this way. I started to kind of, it started to come together, and I was like, oh, wow, like, there is a, the, there's there's a, a right to way to do it. Yeah, there's yeah. a right way to do things. <laughs> and it just became, it, it was so much more fun and exciting, yeah, and it's just, it's so cool to see that, yeah. the, you know, that there's, to see somebody else going through, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a, and it's an awesome experience, and see, with parapower lifting, our legs are up all the time so I had to learn little other techniques on my own like how to get into that arch position um, how to press against the straps because you strap down so it can limit doesn't limit your legs so some people got power in their legs so they would still try to leg drive so I had to learn so you're still trying to create a wedge no, nah, I got the wedge. I pretty much got mm-hmm. it. I know how to rest on my lats for the right. most part. Right. Um, I could get a little more flexible, but I guess with time that will come because um, I'm a little bit stiff. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of stretching lately. But you don't. But in powerlifting, you don't want to stretch too much because you want to keep your muscles short and stacked. They say. Some say uh, this is this is the guy. So to, to I yeah. would say start going on this guy's Instagram and see, see what he has to say. He is. I, I I watched and read his stuff all the time because he helps me a lot in terms of Thank you. just you really have and, and, and just in terms of like this guy is Jack you see him well he's, <laughs> no he and he's not only that and I'm, I'm not even just saying this to, this to right kiss his ass a little he's he's strong as hell and he can he can move really well and like that's that's what I've really tried to get from him and like okay. 
and that's it's been so important to me to just try to just move, just move better like you know that's that's yeah, been just really. it helps you like a lot just in everything and I, I had some issues with it and yeah just talking to don i know that that's that's what he's all about is just trying to just a lot of movement and it's, it's i actually really... joined to take one i joined the dance company that focuses on movement and things of that nature, this modern dance company That's called awesome. Heidi Latsky. So um, I started dancing. She started teaching us like breathing techniques and things of that nature. And that's really been giving me a lot of like, helping me a lot. <laughs> that's the most, I honestly believe that's one of the most overlooked components in fitness, like diaphragmatic breathing. Exactly. Your, you know, I, was, I was away in Nashville two weekends ago and we went away and listen, we're off the diet. We're, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in a hockey tournament, so we're with a bunch of good oh, balls. Nice. We're drinking yeah. a few beers. I laughed so hard that weekend. I didn't stretch once. I played hockey. I came back. It was the most limber my body's felt in weeks. Oh, wow. Because I honestly believe that I was laughing most of the day every day. Yeah. We were just we were being, we were being complete assholes. Yeah, so, having a good time. But <laughs> it's just the example of how the diaphragm has to move and, you know, getting getting those ribs to move. Exactly. And, and, and to talk about that a little bit, how's that changed? How that helped you? me tremendously because, like, it helped me in powerlifting because it's a lot of breathing that goes into powerlifting to help you move the weight. And <clears> you <throat> fail to realize that. So I learned how to, you know, breathe from like my diaphragm, how to stretch my rib cage, and just how to take the right amount of breath. Because a lot of times people try to inhale um, and breathe and they don't take enough air in. So if you could really expand the air in your body, then you could really actually move some weight. And that's something I learned, and I think that pretty much has given me an advantage as far as everything I'm doing because I'm getting more flexible, I'm getting more oxygen into my body. Well, even how your shoulders feel, your, mm -hmm. your whole body. I mean, it's funny. One of my one, one of my clients recently, he's he's, he's almost you, know, you say hypermobile, but he's just yeah. so elastic, and um, but he breathes up here all day. Yeah, it's not enough oxygen. Yeah, yeah, it's just like his back's like, why is my back hurting me? I'm like, dude, like, I went to, we had, we had the PT press on his ribs and it felt like a bulletproof vest. Oh, man. Like his ribs weren't moving. I'm like, holy shit, we gotta get, like, he didn't really get it. It took yeah. a few weeks and he finally, it started clicking and he's like, back's starting to feel better. Like, everything's starting to move a little bit yeah. better. And we're like, yeah, you don't need flexibility training. You need stability training, yeah. which is what we talked about last time. Yeah. And we need to get these ribs moving a little bit. And that's yeah. that's something I definitely need to work on. I don't think the dancing is it. Um, I have no rhythm, <laughs> but scared, it's, uh, it's, it's the, it, it is the breathing, and that that's something that Don and I have spoken about. I know that he really does preach that, and I want to. I want to. I I'm a shallow breather. I've I've mentioned it before. I need to to get better at that breathing, um, and we're gonna actually speak to a breathing expert in the near future. And I'm really happy. <laughs> Doctor Belisa Branich cannot okay, come to. It, it can't come soon enough. So yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, we do these like sipping breaths and things of like that, where you like watching your breath go into your body, taking its time and. All sorts of things. We just spend a few out. minutes on that? Yeah, or? a few minutes each yeah. day. Yeah, about 10, 15 minutes. And that's good. Just I breathing. Mean, I'm not even saying you got to do That's, that's yeah. impressive. I'm telling people to do it for three minutes a oh, day. Oh, no, no. Just get your body like 10, 15 minutes. It's um, good. Baby steps. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm just at the point where I'm I'm just trying to identify it. I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't breathed. I haven't, like, taken a full breath in, like, minutes. You know, it's just very shallow. It's no good. Yeah. It's like I start to feel it, and it's... I want to get to where it's just natural just to take those deep yeah. breaths. Those are the little things people take for granted. Breathing and water. Mm -hmm. Lots of water. Mm -hmm. Like, I tell anybody, um, that's one thing they preached to me when I first started lifting. Like, I drink tons of water. Your body's mostly water. So mm -hmm. why wouldn't you keep yourself hydrated? <laughs> so I drink tons of water. Um, unless I'm trying to cut, like, three pounds. And then yeah. that 
for those few hours, I'm not drinking anything. But. <laughs> um, and how, how many times a week are you training? I train, all right, so three days out the week, I do strength training. Then the other days, I try to train like six days out the week, but I do cardio, stuff like that. Um, cardio, light workouts on accessories, maybe like some bicep curls, low, low weight, just to stay active, to keep the blood flowing. Um, and then I do, I sleep a lot. So yeah, so like six days out the week, I'll train, but not every day I'm training for strength. Some right. days I'm just... Oh, calisthenics. You mentioned calisthenics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do some pull-ups. I like doing body weight workouts. And you can see um, that a lot of your accessory work. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I'll do pull-ups, some chin-ups, um, dips. I'll do a lot of dips. Um, and since people say I'm so light, you know, and I, I could do a lot at 120 pounds of dips, I do it with the chair. So it gives me that added weight. So it's like 35 pounds right there on top of my regular body weight. And I'll just bust through those for... Pull-ups, like, yeah, pull muscle-ups. Yeah, muscle like, yeah, 10 by 10. I only could do like five muscle-ups. So like I may do only three five. sets. Three sets of five. That's it. <laughs> ten, but, but 10 by 10 on pull-ups? Yeah, 10 by 10 on pull-ups. Definitely 10 by 10. I'm an animal can't. when it comes to I definitely can't do 10 by 10. I'll I was in a few calis calisthenic competitions also. So <laughs> like in the summertime in like these New York City parks, they got all of these calisthenic leads like bartenders and all types of stuff. Oh, man. Who is the guy I trained with years ago I shot a video with? He's, he's kind of like a famous calisthenic guy out in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Um, he's got like a one-word name. Everyone calls him. Oh, man. It's like... Not Transformer. No, but we're like getting there right now. It's <laughs> like it's like something to that effect. I There's got... a lot of guys. Yeah, too, he's a, he, was a, he was a beast, man. Yeah. He came in, I was like, damn. He's like, his legs are like this. I'm like, you don't do legs? He goes, I do bodyweight squats. I'm like, you build that off a of bodyweight squat? <laughs> Shit, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. his name. Uh, it's going to snap into my head as soon as you leave. Yeah, the, those, yeah. and they're the ones that actually also, like, when I, I told them I was doing powerlifting, like, I'll tell different people that do a lot of calisthenics. Were they trying um, to talk you out of it? A little bit. They like, nah, you don't gotta do bench press. You you could just do pull ups and dips and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, I'm into lifting, lifting, but <laughs> it's cool. I, you seem like that kind of guy who like no matter what you do, you gotta go you're going balls to the wall. Oh yeah. Like yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. like I gotta be the best up at anything. to eleven. Yeah. And ever since I was a kid I was that way, like if I if I was losing in basketball, I'm taking the basketball and throwing it yeah. over the roof. So the game is over. <laughs> Stuff so you, like didn't, that. you didn't technically lose. Yeah, the game just ended. Yeah, yeah, I don't like to lose. And, <laughs> and I, once I start something, I got to finish it. I got to try to get to the, like, the whatever the plateau is, I want to be on top of that. Yeah. And if I could get on top of that, I'll be on top of that, too. <laughs> so... Um, so now the main goal is uh, training for, you said Kazakhstan? Yeah, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan World Championships. And if you, if that's a qualifier? Qualifier then? for the Parapan Games, which in if I... In China? No, the Parapan Games is in Lima, Peru. Oh, I'm way off, um, sorry. That's like the Pan American Games. That's what goes adjacent to the Olympic Games. That's like every four years. And then if I go enter top seven in the world at the Parapan Games... Then I may qualify for the Olympics to represent Team USA. So is it about, you need about six grand for each trip? Well, yeah, possibly six grand for each trip. Um, if I hit a certain standard at the World Championships, 
then at that point, um, Team USA, the national team, would pay for some of my okay. trips and some of my, you know, training and things of that nature. Okay, so okay, so you, you get to a certain point, then they start to pony up. Yeah, out. yeah. But a lot of times they don't start paying out until you win a gold medal at the Olympics. And then... Jeez. Yeah, then yeah. they're like, oh, you're serious. Boy, so. they, they are stingy then. Yeah. It really does take a and lot. And there's a lot of articles on it as well, how Paralympians sometimes sleep in their car just to get that chance of competing on the world stage and actually getting funding. Like, I know this lady, um, she's a skier, and she had to sleep in her car for, like, a year. just to, And she was an amputee. Just, just to save her job. Yeah, just to save her money, because her training, is, it's, it becomes expensive, especially in skiing. It's a little more than powerlifting, yeah. but powerlifting is still a lot. Cause... Wouldn't it be better to get, like, a snowcat? Because she'd just be on the mountain already? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know how that works. Like snowmobile do or something? I don't know. But then there's sponsors that... <laughs> it's a bad joke. Yeah. Come on, you're coming. I mean, what? I, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to be practical. Like, if I'm going to have to sleep in the car, I want to sleep right by yeah. the mountain. But then there's sponsors that, you know, eventually jump in because everybody wants to be showcased. Yeah. Their brand be showcased on the Olympic stage or the Paralympic stage. Well, yeah, of course. Stage. It's like the highest stage in the world when it comes to athletics. So that's another thing. So that's why I'm hoping, you know, get a sponsorship. But, from man, should you have to sleep in the car? To, I, there's got to be a, another way. No, I just way. brought up, I brought up Mark Bell. He's the million-dollar meathead, and he was so far <laughs> showcasing herself. I'm throwing him under the bus right now. Come on, million-dollar meathead can afford 6K. I don't know him like that. I, I, I do. I, 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 I traded emails. So I traded emails with the guy. So. He also holds, uh, what, what does he have? Uh, he has a powerlifting total of, like, 2,600 pounds. I mean, the guy's an athlete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't I'm calling him out right now. Right. Boy, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if you know him like that, six K, bro. Come on. Yeah, I don't do my research on him. He's gonna kill me. You guys are strong. First thing you gotta do, Mark. We're just gonna hold you to the slingshot. Send our boy out here yeah. a box of slingshots. And I'll use it. Trust me, yeah, I'll, I'll use he it. Already he already is. He's already in I, I got the pink. I used the pink one in practice and training before. The red one, the black one. They all different types. Of yeah, slingshot. they're actually fun. Yeah. They are fun to use. It make you feel super strong the first time I did. I'm like, oh, I'm this strong? I think you can get 15 to 20% over whatever your typical yeah, 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 right yeah. around there. Whatever, whatever your max is, yeah. you're supposed to gain. Yeah. <laughs> I've never used one. I've only seen like other people use them. No, but, I, uh, I actually have I actually have a lot of them in the gym. I mean, if, yeah. even if it doesn't if he doesn't respond, which I know he will. We're going to we're going to we're going to get some to you anyway. Yeah. So um that's on the agenda. So what's the date on that? That starts July 7th. That's when the competition. Oh, oh, in like two months? Yeah. And so it, it we got we, we to get moving. Yeah. yeah. And then after that. Um, Mark's got to get moving. Another goal of mine is to get every federation to get number one ranking. And like the hundred, I think in regular federations, like 124 pound weight class. So I want to be number one in every federation in the USA also. And bench pressing. So that's another thing that's on my agenda. Um, that probably be sometime in the future. Um, because this Paralympic stuff is quite busy, and I can't do all, every competition because I got to let my body heal, but that's another thing. I want to be number one in every federation. <laughs> we, should do a little, we should do a little workout at Devs where we like get the cameras on them or something. Oh, like that. that'd yeah. be great. That'd be fun. That would be I'm awesome. Down. Yeah, you I'm said you said well. Let's do give it. Some more, uh, give you some more uh, <laughs> some dab more... online and, and try and tie his GoFundMe page in there and see if we can get some people to Absolutely. step Definitely. up a little bit. All Listen, right. it'd be great to, to rally the community around you and... Uh, <laughs> Especially get you out there, and, you know. We got to get you. Uh, first, we got to get you to Kazakhstan, yeah. and uh, then Lima, then, then Lima, Peru. definitely, and then to Tokyo. So I'm gonna get there to Tokyo after I qualify. I'm gonna yeah. get there to Tokyo. 
And then yeah. I got to come back here. We got to do a road to Tokyo. That's it. We're, we're down. It's up to the boss over here. I'm along for the ride. I'm here to add emotional support. Yeah, because I think muscle and fitness, well, Olympic, they only got weightlifting, which is the clean jerk and press. And the only powerlifting is in Paralympics, actually, because there's no para, powerlifting Olympic sport. They, but yeah. they don't have, they don't have a, like a, like a, a, what would you, what would you, a power, a para powerlifting event at the Olympia? Oh, the Olympia? The Mr. Olympia? I don't know. I gotta. I can double check. Yeah, I don't know I'm about surprised that. Didn't... Let me double check. I know it. at Arnold, they got like bench pressing competitions. I usually would enter a bench press competition against able-bodied individuals anyway. And like, they'll be impressed because like somebody who weighs 120 typically is in high school or something like that. So I knock all the <laughs> high schoolers out like you ever, quickly. You ever, you ever, now you brought up high school. I gotta ask. You have a rep test 225? What you ever rep test two twenty five? Um, I got up to recently. I got up to like nine reps on two twenty five. When I was in my peaking phase, right now I probably I think last week I did about seven, and that I was just deloading and playing around because around. yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, love it. Hey, I would never. Um, I'm not bench pressing. And that's what a pause is. You. you gotta have a strict pause, like yeah. or it don't count because no, it's not like you know. No, no, it's, it's, it's a strict a pause different. press. <laughs> No, I'm not doing it. So it cracks me up about some specific standards when you hear someone say, "Oh, I do this," and you go and you're like, "You're, you're not doing that." No, like it's it's, ah. it's a complete mess. And then if you t- if you actually put the standards in, they'd be like, "Well, that's not that's not what I do." Like, like the stuff he's do. doing, yeah. like spinal pressing, band yeah. pressing, chamber. I wouldn't even have a newbie do that. That's stuff that you have advanced. That's training. advanced. Yeah, that's yeah. really advanced. Yeah, and and though it looks attractive and sexy, most of the people who are doing it who aren't in his, yeah. you know, like, with that type of training and background, they don't even know why they're doing it. Like huh. board presses also. Oh, yeah, yeah they board, don't know, yeah, yeah, they they don't know nothing about it's that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, you ever do reverse bands? You ever do that? Yeah, yeah. I did reverse bands yeah. a few times. It's kind of fucking yeah. weird. I still, yeah. like, I still like, look at it because the bands are pulling the weight up. It's pulling you up. Yeah, it's like pulling oh, like, you sure, up. okay, like, yeah. you know. So, you know, those are the ones. And know. then I did, so I do some like um, floor pressing. Floor, yeah, I do floor yeah, pressing. Yeah. I told you, I do a ton of those with the yeah. dumbbells. Um, also, that's underrated. I yeah, think. I, I like. Think I, said, yeah. I started floor pressing more when you when you actually you mentioned it being underrated. So I started doing it more just to feel it, and I enjoy it. Yeah, I like it. More. Yeah, I like floor pressing also. Um, I like it with the dumbbells more because I work on mm-hmm. control a little more than with the barbell yeah. because sometimes you lag in certain, like one arm could be stronger than the other. Like with me, sometimes my left arm is weaker than my right arm because I'm right dominant. So um, the dumbbells really build that up quickly. I did, actually, it's funny you said that. I did those today. I mean, oh, I was, for real? Yeah, I, I, had a heavy, I had a heavier bench day today. And um, I went to dumbbell floor pressing, but I like I like a pause on the floor. Yeah, where I'm going from a dead stop. Exactly. So no pause, pause, and almost press. pull into the floor, and then, and then press, press. And going from exactly. a dead stop every yeah. time. It's my it's my hard. my count is one quesadilla. So stay down, <laughs> one quesadilla, press. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Well, I I, I had a great time with this man. This yeah, is, me too. That's fantastic. I'm really glad you uh, you came by. And, yeah, uh, thanks really, for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna keep tabs on this, and yeah. uh, we're yeah. gonna watch that GoFundMe shoot up. But it'll probably just go off the charts after Don uh, follows up with, with Mark, Mark Bell. <laughs> yeah. Mark, you should thank me right now. The amount of promotion you got for 6,000 bucks. <laughs> 6,000 bucks, dude. You just sit with that in your pillow. It's, <laughs> it's, it's in the couch cushions. Mark, I know Mark, Mark's going to kill me, but you know, Mark, 
we appreciate your donation. Thank you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you in advance. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're gonna, we're, you know, I'm, we'll do a post right now. But, but I'm gonna put the post. Hey, Mark, thanks for your donation of six thousand bucks. Stay tuned for next week's episode yeah, of Muscle yeah. Fitness Wraps. We really appreciate you stepping in. He's gonna be like, what, what, what? Oh, and by the way, send a box of. Of slingshot bands to our buddy. Please over. and thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, thank you. Can you just remind us where we can where we can reach you? You can reach me on Instagram at Garrison Red. Also, you can email me GarrisonRed36 at gmail.com. The GoFundMe is under Garrison Red. Um, pretty much every social media is Garrison Red, which is my name. Um, Facebook as well. And reach out to me. Check out my website, thegarrisonredproject.org. Um, and it's tons of inspiration, motivation. If you go on my YouTube page, Garrison Red, I do workouts for all individuals, especially individuals that are maybe less um, limited to ambulate, like um, people in a wheelchair and things of that nature. So you could go check it out. All right. And that is... Don Saladino, at Don Saladino on Instagram. I am Zach Ziegler, at ZRaz on Instagram. And today was a, a terrific episode of Reps. I'm really, really happy you came by. Thank yeah. you so much. Yep. Um, I'm just and, giving Garrison Red some love here on yeah. the stories. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to automatically just start tagging our buddy Mark Bell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see he, you next time. He said what's up to me at MuscleAndFitness.com. Um, hit us up at Muscle and Fitness on social media. And um, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, guys.